and welcome to season two of Guilty Pleasure, the podcast that celebrates, elaborates, and experiences our odd interests. I'm Amanda Salvatore. And I'm Jackie Rayobel. Bell. And today's guest was podcaster, actor, and comedian Will Hines. And Will Hines' Guilty Pleasure is the songs of Max Martin. You may not know who Max Martin is, but... Uh, you know a couple of his you songs. Know, you know a couple of his ditties. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> just just a handful. Uh, if you'd like to reach us, you could always email us at guiltypleasurepodcast at gmail.com. Or find us on Instagram at guiltypleasurepodcast. But more importantly, guys... If you like what you're listening to, if you're digging season two, if you think me and Amanda have taken our interview skills to a whole new level, whole new level, go ahead and leave a five star <laughs> review on iTunes. We would love to hear from you. In fact, maybe for this one, go ahead and leave your favorite Max Martin song in the iTunes review. My personal favorite Max Martin song. Oh. Show Me Love by Robin. Oh my gosh, you guys. I have too many to even count. I have a feeling you will too. Guys, thanks so much for listening and for supporting this podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much. This is a this is an interview five months in the making. Yeah, we were looking at the emails. We we're like, how long have we been working on this? <laughs> I had a job at one point during. A lot's uh, changed. Our, yeah, a lot has changed. I yeah. lived in a different apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. I but think, now here yeah. we are. Yeah, here we are. You know, are. interesting people it. are busy people, and then we just we couldn't get it together, and now now and it's gonna be all worth it. It it's is be all worth it. Best interview ever. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure at I'll all. I'll do it. This will be the greatest interview that anybody's ever heard. Oh my gosh. After I'm so this excited. episode, people are gonna be like, Malcolm Gladwell's a pile of crap. <laughs> this is American life. There's no surprises. <laughs> F that guy. Yeah. This is it. This, this is, is it. Yeah. So why don't yeah. you tell those listening at home what your guilty pleasure is? Okay. My guilty pleasure are the, is the uh, songs of Max Martin. Woo! And it's, uh, not just my guilty pleasure, it's the guilty pleasure of all of America. And anybody who listens to the radio because yes. he's produced and co-written, sometimes fully written, so many of the biggest pop hits. Like you don't even know this guy's name and he's sort of like one of the men behind the curtain, uh, people behind the curtain that's like touched so many of the hugest pop songs. And they're pops. I say guilty pleasure because, you know, it's like pops. You don't want to admit yeah. that you oh, yeah. love these songs as much as you do, but you do. Yeah. You know, and – um. Yeah, we're going to talk about this guy. I'm I... really interested in songwriters. And he's like, uh, just the quick first Wikipedia paragraph thing is like, he's the guy who wrote Hit Me Baby One More Time for Britney Spears. And I want it that way for Backstreet Boys. And then um, since you've been gone for Kelly Clarkson and California Girls for Katy Perry. So and I knew good. you were trouble since you walked into Taylor Swift and uh, Can't Feel My Face for the weekend. And this guy's like, I mean, he, he had certain different degrees of collaboration with the artists. Like, I believe that Taylor Swift collaborates with him more than, like, the Backstreet Boys did when it comes to songwriting. Sure. But, but AJ but, was like, hey, I know you're really into yeah, this line. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah, he has strong opinions, AJ. Yeah. Very strong opinions. And um, <laughs> so, like, you know, the artist, he's a collaborator. But he has collaborated on so many, not just good songs, like, massive hits. It's the guy's, he's fascinating to me. The songs are fascinating. He's fascinating. 
good songwriting is fascinating. And it's also one of those things. It's like, oh, people don't know his name, which I find crazy. It is. I never. I didn't know who he was. Sure. Yeah. At, no. Uh, I think because, almost nobody does. He's yeah. not like a household name. No. And then all of a sudden, I'm doing my research on this guy, and it's song it's after crazy. song. It's not just like you're gonna hear names of songs that you're like, oh, okay. It's quadruple. Yeah, if, it's like five it, times. You it's know. five times more than what you even. And it's a can certain imagine. type of song. It's like it is a um, a type of pop song that f- like feels disposable, but it's like you remember it for years and years. And it, they are really emotional and personal, and yeah, they're like good pop songs. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like hit but, after hit. But also deliberately playful like there's there's nothing built in these songs that makes them sound like they want to be classics mm-hmm. like they're they're meant to be fun you know there's they're they're young they're like youthful even though this guy's been doing it for now 30 years or something yeah he is a very Wait, unlikely 20 years if you see a picture of this guy saw a picture yeah, long yeah. hair cool yeah. dude looks like he definitely knows how to shred up a guitar yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're just like you you wrote i want it that way yeah <laughs> like yeah. what which is pretty that's pretty cool. It, it is actually really interesting because it's kind of like this genius mastermind behind all of these crazy hits. Yeah. And like, okay, so I go, okay, I mean, Do it's it. so hard for me to like contain myself because I, yeah, the, the short version is, oh, he co-wrote slash wrote slash produced all these amazing songs. That right there is totally fascinating. And you like, you don't know who he is. And like, he comes from Sweden and he was in a hair metal band and a singer, which I've listened to that band that he was the lead singer of. Yeah. And, um, you know, he kind of – and so that that's all interesting and whatever, whatever. But then there, I'm also fascinated just by collaborations, right? Like I'm a huge uh, Beatles fan and part of my Beatles fandom is like sort of trying to analyze like John Lennon and Paul McCartney's uh, songwriting partnership. Like how did they work together and yeah. why was it so good and like how did they vary it up so much and they worked so fast. But then uh, – but and I also am fascinated by – I um do a comic book podcast about Spider-Man and the original Spider-Man was a collaboration between a writer and an artist who didn't like each other and barely spoke, but they created this like that's, this phenomenal character that created a comic book company and is still huge. And they, how did that happen? How did they do that? It sounds like you're really fascinated in figuring out the special sauce of these, these, yeah, yeah, these yeah. people yeah. that and Max, just, and Max Martin is not a, he's not the sole creator of these songs so he wouldn't he doesn't say that he's not credited as the souls or sometimes he is but um he's more like but he's in charge yeah when if it's a max martin song you went to sweden or his la studio and it's with his people and his engineers and he sits down with the songwriter and he sees the whole thing through so i think like the weekend for like can't feel my face had that song to some degree mm-hmm. and then altered it with Max Martin's guidance or something. Yeah. And he's also got like a team of Swedish songwriters, Max does, that he farms stuff out to, like the guy who wrote Love Fool for the Cardigans. Love me, yeah. love me, oh say that you. He works for Max Martin. Oh my God, I love that song. Yeah. I mean, that's a that huge song. hit. I love that song. Love that, song. <laughs> that is a, amazing. And the Cardigans, who did that, have a, a ton of these like candy, great alternative pop songs. And Max Martin's like, you're working for me now. Yeah. So sometimes this little team of people will start like a song, but he is the granddaddy in charge of the ha- so like a He's team the of people. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm like, ooh, how does it happen? <laughs> like, how does it? How do you? You know, working with people is so hard. And like, how do you say this is good and this is bad without offending people? And how do you like yeah. make everybody happy and then do it again and again and again? He there's this like 
a guy who cracked the code of pop songs, not just by himself, but with people. And like, ooh, it like fascinates yeah. me. That's it's, amazing. It's there. There must be. I feel like there's a formula of some kind. It feels like it. That when they talk, I've I've seen like YouTube clips and stuff like that, specifically talking about Beatles songs and yeah. things like that, where they talk about chord progression. Yes, yes. And what kind of yes. chord progression? Yes. And the tempo of songs. Right, and right. What. What's People. most likely to be satisfying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done some sort of very amateurish, idiot level diving into like music theory stuff, just mm-hmm. out of like just fanboy curiosity. Like I will quickly be out of my depth, and anybody who actually knows this stuff would know. But you'll yeah, you'll see like oh, here's a really you know like the chords for "Let It Be" like dun 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 are like it's incredibly common chord progression. That's yeah. like "My Name Is Jonas" by Weezer is the same thing, mm-hmm. and like "Ring of Fire" by Johnny Cash is the same chord progression. Um, so you're like, oh, okay, that's a that's the skeleton of a lot of pop songs. But yeah. those songs all sound really different. Yeah. So what else is it? Yeah. And then you find out that it's like, well, there's the production of it. And what is the sound of the guitar that you used? And like, what's the quality of the voice? Mm-hmm. And Max Martin's team is like, we are going all in on every detail. You know, the, the, the what whether we use an electronic drum or real drums and how it sounds. And, you know, does the second verse have a bass added? I, there's only one interview I can find he's ever given. Really? Because he is he is doesn't like publicity. He's like fame just ruins your life. Good I don't want him. people to know who I am. I don't want he doesn't like. So avoid. he's not going to retweet this podcast episode. No, <laughs> no, he's not on social media anywhere. He only did an interview because he had a mentor. I mean, I, I, I'm keep sorry. going. Do it. No, Do it. We're loving I'm this. In. I mean, I'm we, all in. Can we just play a couple? We yeah. scan. Yeah. I mean, we everybody knows all of his songs, but let's just let's bring our feelings to the front of our brain with how <laughs> fucking great these are. Please, yes. by all so, means. Do you want us to talk over them? Yeah. Oh yeah, for great. sure. Okay, great. great. I want. I definitely want to let. Yes. Tell me, like, okay, so his first breakout. Well, that's not true. Like, God, <laughs> the his first it's massive, no doubt about it, hit was "Hit Me Baby One More Time" by Britney Spears. Like Which that is the hit of all hits. It's maybe one of the greatest pop songs of all time. Yeah, it created her career um, when she was a teenager. Um, I feel like created it's, his it's, career, and it set it's up, still it set up a so genre. Good. I feel like yeah, yeah, like yeah. The it, new pop. It did set absolutely. up a genre, and it, he did it so early. So mm-hmm. let's just hear. I mean, it's. I know all the words. I to got chills. Still, I mean, it's I so good. <laughs> It's cool. It's got it's uh, uh it's groovy, right? It's yeah, like it is groovy. His songs usually have like a real subtle, not like crazy funk groove, but just like a subtle little. Someone had rhythm doing yeah. that. It's like a little sexy and sort of forbidden, but but in a playful way. Like yeah. well, you gotta be. I mean, she when was you're like age, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta kind of be. Yes. That's the delicate balance yeah, yeah. of pop in general. And you can't, like, I want to sing to this right now. Like, this is the ultimate karaoke song. Yeah. He also tends to have these, like, slow builds. Like, it's anthemic, but yeah. but a chill anthem. But I love so the build. Full. It's so full. Oh, I mean, it's already one of the greatest songs I've ever yeah. heard. <laughs> Some of his songs, I feel like they need the singer, they need the production to really work. Yeah. Like, Backstreet Boys songs, you need tons of harmony. This song on an acoustic guitar yeah. with a folksy indie dude 
sounds good. I know. Like, There's this, a version of that, isn't there? Oh, yeah. This song's been covered by everybody because it is a bulletproof, built to last. This will outlive the earth, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to beam this out into space. I mean, aliens are so going to be dancing. Good. Yes, too. yes. <laughs> we will all be ash. Yeah. And, there and just somehow this music will still be around. This one and like a Mozart symphony and that's it. <laughs> it's so funny because when, I, when this song came out, I was so against pop as a kid. Yes. You know? yes I was yes. like, no, and that's when I used, and I've said it before, that's when I used music as a way of defining myself. Yes, I, 100%. Yeah. I'm a hipster, indie, alternate, yeah. gotta be cool, gotta, gotta be, be, no one else has yeah. heard of it. This is like when I was in my Zeppelin phase, so I was very right, right, mad right, at right. this. <laughs> but now yes, I can, as a, as a woman in my exactly, 30s, exactly. I can enjoy it. But I loved it. <laughs> and then it like slows down. and then resets, it's like, it resets, it resets. resets. You hear that little sloopy bass, right? Like that's sloopy a cool little... Bass. The last verse of this song is such. Is we here yet? Yeah, this is moving into like act three. Act three, yes. (laughs) I love how you break it up into act. It's so true and it crescendos, it builds. This is like the end of the movie when it's like, I gotta go get my true love. Like, I'm I'm meant to, yeah. I'm I'm thinking about it. Yeah, you know what? Should I do it? Should I do it? She's going to the airport. Yeah. No TSA, so she can go right to the gate. Run! Go. Like, there's such Run a build, it. but the drums are so lockstep and relaxed. He's got it. For how many huge sing-along karaoke guilty pleasures he's written, the drums tend to be like mid-tempo. Mm, yeah. Interesting. He doesn't have a lot of fast ones. You gotta. Ha- everybody's gotta be able to keep the beat. Yeah, maybe you that's know? it. Yeah. Right here. Just even like the production of the vocals. Especially I mean, Britney's, Britney. a, Britney's a good singer, but she's not a great singer. She's no. not a great singer. And <laughs> she's but, no Christina. But no. the whole world sings this song. Yeah. I mean, you got, she, she performs it. like She's a performer through and through, too. I love this part where we, we, we overlap. We overlap the chorus. Yeah, yeah. With the leading chorus. That's what it's called. I mean, this one, if he only did this song, I'd be like, this guy's a genius. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. It's like... If we're talking about the guy who wrote this song and like three other pop hits in the 90s, that would be a good boom. I know this song is, I haven't listened to that song in its entirety in a while. In a long it's really good. Time. I, I remember watching that music video. Oh, I, yeah. I remember there's certain music videos specifically because at that time music videos were so important oh yeah pop a so video important oh yeah pop a video pop a yeah. video love pop a video <laughs> love pop a video i, I wish fact, the world was pop a video fact. yeah <laughs> i wanted google glass to work so that i could just the world could be pop up video to me that would be amazing yeah i want trivia and information <laughs> all the time but i uh i felt just like you did uh that like you know music was an identity choice mm-hmm. like sure. it was like a books i'm leaving out on my coffee table for people to see yes. kind of thing yes and but that one broke it like when it came out i was like that song is special so i i i am a, like uh kind of, i like reading liner notes and noting who writes songs mm-hmm. so i clocked it i was like oh max martin who is that like I right was, away i was gonna ask when you first I became yeah. aware of him and i was like oh he's swedish and like Ace of Base was very recent uh, at that time. Like oh. the sign had only been like three or four years. Mm-hmm. And you know, ABBA, of course, is like one of the great pop groups of all time. So like, oh yeah, Sweden, like those guys do catchy stuff. They Love, Love Fool came out like that year or something or the next year by the Cardigans. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, Scandinavian, man. Like they just, they know how to do melody like nobody's business. They know what's so up. So I just kind of didn't worry about it. And then, then very soon after that, Robin... Oh, show me love! Uh, yeah. Show me love! Such came a out. good song. I saw the video like on MTV Two or something, yeah. and I was like, uh, "That's this song." And I was like, 
beat. It's this, that beat. Same it's beat. It's the same, same beat. beat as a Hit Me Baby One More Time. This song was on Sabrina the Teenage Witch um, TV soundtrack. That's how I know this song. I got this. Aww. I played it in my Walkman, and I was like, this is the best song ever. Robin and is one of those who hits the alternate hipster thing and the pop thing. See, thing. I, I liked her a lot. when. Yeah, when she's I, cool, know. right? She like, cool. Britney, if you're like an indie alternate person, you're yeah. ashamed to like Britney, maybe? Oh, sure. Yes. Especially when she first emerged. Oh, yeah. But like Robin was always the coolest. So yeah. I, this song, I was like, oh, what's this song, right? And then I look it up and I'm like, oh, Max Martin again? Yeah. So very early, I was like, who's this dude? Yeah. And so I was always keeping my Matthew. ear up. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta say, like you, we both did it. <laughs> Me and Jackie both were like, we're listening, we're listening. Like you. Yeah. <laughs> Show me the oh, love this And it's song. pretty chill, it's so right? Groovy. I mean, this is right at the same time he did Hit Me Baby One More Time. Yeah. So he, he, awesome. he does go through subtle, uh, maybe more than subtle, evolutions. Yeah. Uh, that he changes somewhat. Like by the time he's doing Kelly Clarkson Since You've Been Gone, Ugh, he since... evolves a new sort of hardcore guitar. Yeah. There's like something about it that's a little more. It changes with, I feel like, how pop changed in or general. Or did he change it? Or did he change it? Like, he might have very well. He change so, it? well, that was one thing. Like when I was looking at his Wikipedia last night, I was like. This man is in charge of Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, and... Katy Perry and Taylor Swift, I mean, he he and Katy Perry are like... I mean, him, him and Britney, because he, he also did Oops, I Did It Again. And yeah. he did Lucky, too. Drive Me Crazy and, yeah. and Lucky, and then he did Three, which came out somewhat uh, a little bit later. But, so Britney was his first, like, big partner. But uh, what Katy a Perry <laughs> was like, I think he and Katy Perry like have the most number ones together. Like they just I love, I love, it. I love Katy Perry. I haven't listened to any of the new stuff, but that that first album uh, or her second one, I Kissed Teenage a Girl. Dream. A Teenage Dream. Yeah, that was He her. wrote I Kissed a Girl. That was like yeah. her second album. I think Teenage Dreams was third album. Her third, Something like that. Yeah. So like he also did. Um, uh. Uh, and this yeah. was also like I had a hard time with any boy band. Yeah, because there's the most uncool like, thing. I hated every I mean, boy band. But you know, you, when I you loved Backstreet Boys. Yeah. I mean, I mean it this makes, song it is crazy. It's 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 so good. I think what's so interesting is listening to the chord progressions of his songs, but also how the harmonizing is. It's so satisfying. With the Britney song and the Robin song, it was both the girls. And now you same have... Same drums, by the way. Yeah. Same drums. Bum, bum, oh, bum, wow. Bum, 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 bum. And it's, it, when you have more voices, it's just more satisfying because you can harmonize and you have different voices and different levels and different yeah. timbres from them. Amanda's a professional singer. I was. A long time ago. <laughs> and a These guys are amazing away. singers. They are. Ooh, it sounds good. It's just... <laughs> right? <laughs> So then, okay, so... Those harmonies he, are so full. He did Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. He did, like, It's Gonna Be Me and, uh... Wh- uh was it why? Oh, what's the, uh, the same word three times in a row? Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> the um, same word three times in a row. But I got it. I got yeah, yeah. it. We got it. It was, it was there. It so was, then he... Um, by the time he goes to Kelly Clarkson, Cinch and I think this is because he it, the artist is involved. Like, it's not like yeah. he just comes out of a castle with a thing. And I he's th- got other songwriters that he's bringing on who are changing mm-hmm. stuff. So I don't want to give the impression that he's a one-man operation. I don't think that. But he is the tastemaker. From yeah. what it sounds like, I can picture him taking these artists into a room and, yes, like, yes, pulling yes. the talent out almost. See, emphasizing what they're good at. Exactly. And, like, knows what he's working with and how to make it. Oh, God, this fucking, fucking, <laughs> this got me up. 
This got me through so many. This song is incredible. (laughs) It's like college by myself on a country road. Here's a strange. Blasting. Yeah. Or uh, Pete Holmes had a great tweet about this song, which is like, uh, since you've been gone, windows up, volume up, or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Alone. Alone. I mean, it's also what I. Okay. So when I listen to these songs, because I am a robot and I get overwhelmed (laughs) by feeling and switch to ideas, I'm like. Oh my God. This this is so crazy good. I mean, also he picks people whose voices are incredible now, right? Like, yes. Katy Perry. Maybe she's uncool. Maybe she's a pop disposable person. The girl's got pipes. Like Girl she can, can sing the rank it. And Kelly Clarkson it. is one of what? the best. I mean, that's just that voice. But this, so this switch, this one reminds me of Nirvana or Green Day, like the kind of like quiet verse, explosive chorus, quiet verse. Yeah. That's the Pixies. That's yeah. That smells like Teen Spirit or. Longview by Green Day. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite punk hardcore bands, because I identified myself as a little punk rocker when yeah. I when I started developing music identity, covered this song. And whenever they played it live, the entire course, crowd would go course. fucking nuts. It's also the fact that they did cover it. It's that good of a song you that like to. some pu- like to. hardcore punk dudes were like, you know, we want to fucking play <laughs> this song because it's badass. And so it defined good. her sound. It really did. Cause she like she had a bit of rock and but she was doing like a lot of ballads and stuff like that yeah, yeah. and like yeah. this is coming out of American Idol where she could yeah. have been easily be like, put to the side. There's some anger in this song yeah. and sort of oh. some. Uh... It's so relatable. Everyone can relate to this song. Everyone's felt like this Kelly. This bridge. This bridge. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, it's too good. <laughs> well, okay, this one interview I found. So, okay, so he, he Max Martin was in a hair metal band, right? Yeah. He was a singer and a songwriter in Sweden. Uh, I mean, the band is, in my humble amateurish opinion, not that great. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it is interesting to hear just to know, like, oh, this is the guy who's going to, so I'll play you some of Max Martin. Oh, I would love to. He was in this band in Sweden in, like, whatever, 89, 90. Hang on a second. It's a... Oh, no, and so, uh, a lot of times the music just drops out and you get just the the, the vocals. It's yeah, yeah. fucking it, there's like there's certain things in my life that will always get me excited. It is when the when music drops out and it's just the singer and then going into oh, the I forgot this little key change right there. Uh, because the bitch can do also it. hard to sing like oh. so hard. So many I went to school with a lot of musical theater girls yeah. who could not sing that song. Yeah, you'll, sh- you'll hurt yourself it doing is, that. No, you'll, you'll hurt you'll, yourself. You will not be able to do Godspell the next day after singing <laughs> this song in the car on a so, Saturday night. <laughs> so Max Martin's band, it, this is it. What was their name? Uh, I'm Alive. Yes. So this is 1993, I think, right? Um, so early 90s, concurrent with Ace of Bass, uh-huh. Beck, uh, Green Day, and it's... To me, unremarkable. Is this him singing? He sings, yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's just hear a little bit. Let's give him a shot here. (laughs) It's not like bad or anything, but it's... But now, here's what I do hear in common. There is that kind of like yearning, dramatic, third act, running through the rain, urgent passion that would come out so much stronger with songs you could write later. Yeah. It's a very similar tempo as well. He, it sounds a lot like early Bon Jovi to me. It sounds like Kiss. He wrote It's My Life. He wrote It's My Life for Bon Jovi. <laughs> but it sounds kind of like, I, I'm picturing just like four guys with big hair, like Warrant, uh, Cherry Pie. Cherry Pie, yes. that like, song. Yes. 
Okay, so this band I dig gets, it. I this, dig it fine. That it's band fine. gets yeah. signed, right? And um, there's this guy named... Um, oh, my God. I should get his name right. It's like uh, somebody pop or something like that. His real name is Dag. Oof. Dag. Dag. Uh, I think I've heard of Dag. Dag. Um, yeah, he's in kindergarten right now. <laughs> That's definitely with... Uh, Mick Jagger and uh, it's like Panther. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I worked at a tea shop, and this woman would come in all the time, and her son's name was Panther, and she referred to him as Panther all of the time. She wasn't like, "Get back here." She's like, "Panther, Panther." I was like, "That is, that's uh, where we're at." <laughs> Panther. Okay, so, so Dag's calm. <laughs> the record. The record label was called. I can't pronounce it, but it's like, uh, like Chiron or Chiron. It's C H E I R O N. Chiron. I don't Sh know. Sh a Swedish record label run by this guy named Dennis Pop. Fake name, but uh, it is, uh, the, uh, no, not from the classic pop line. <laughs> the, the long history of this, pops. <laughs> this guy had been a DJ, and he was running this record label, and uh, they were working on Ace of Base. And uh, the sign, and he, and he heard Max Martin's band. He's like, all right, come on in here. And he said, oh, did you write all these songs? And like, show me how you wrote them. This guy's like, you're good at writing songs. Like, mm -hmm. would you want, do you want to write songs for this label? You want to be a producer with me? And shepherded him and really taught him. And, th and this, was, this was Max Martin's big mentor, and he loves this guy. And then this guy would tragically die of cancer like five years later. Oh, no. Before the end of the 90s. But, and this record label in Sweden was getting like a rep. Like, oh, there's something going on here. Like, they did the sign with this band that's like, no one was... No one cares about Ace of Base, but they did the sign and um, All That She Wants and uh, so Beautiful good. World or whatever. So good. Yeah. And so, and then Max Martin was like, I learned everything from this guy. Like, we just worked side by side for like yeah. weeks and weeks. And he was like super detail oriented and he'd been a DJ. So he wanted to picture a whole room dancing together. And he was like super ambitious. He's like, why write a song for 5,000 people? Let's write it for 5 million people. And That's he was like so creating cool. this vision in this like young Max Martin. So, like, he loves this guy. And so, the only reason Max Martin ever did any interview at all is when this dude died, a Swedish journalist did this tribute to him that was like very loving and careful and super researched. And the dude's not that famous outside of music snobs in Sweden. Mm -hmm. But someone was like, when he died, was like, this guy's important. I'm going to do a big tribute. Max Martin called him up and was like, oh, I wanted to thank you for doing that piece. Like, you really got him. So then two years ago, that same journalist went to Max Martin and was like, can I interview you? And he's like, all right. Just once, just for you. Wow. <laughs> really? That's yeah, yeah. so cool, though. Do you, have you seen the interview? Yeah, yeah, how, it's great. How is it's it? mostly just a, I mean, it's nothing, there's no, like, huge surprises in it, but he just talks about, like, that he'll do a demo of a song and put it in his car and listen to it for weeks and be like, and watch everybody in his car listening to it, and if they're bored, he'll be like, oh, we got to add something there. I got to mm -hmm. shorten that. And, uh, and that he coaches the singers a lot. He's like, I need, they got to have the emotion. It's all in the performance. Mm -hmm. I really work hard that they are at full passion when they're doing it. And he goes, because I was a singer, I think I can communicate with them easier. Like, just the amount of detail was crazy. Because mm -hmm. I also love Lennon McCartney, and John Lennon and Paul McCartney worked fast. They would write mm -hmm. a song in a morning, and it'd be done. Yeah. He seems to be the opposite. He labors over it for, like, a long time. Yeah. You know? Uh, what I found really interesting when I was reading the Wikipedia page is he's actually had more best uh, hits than Lennon and McCartney. That was like a, 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 a thing yeah. they pulled out. Yeah. Um, well, he's also had, I feel like, a longer He's a, He doesn't, he a doesn't longer have as many run. number ones. 
He doesn't as have as many do. number ones. So back no. off. No, <laughs> so, <laughs> so back <Book> up. <laughs> um, Lennon and McCartney think, forever. <laughs> I think, well, it's a bit cheating because they went solo, Lennon and, I mean. Do, does that count? Like, are we talking Beatles or are we talking I don't know. all together? Paul McCartney, because... if you count Paul's, anything Paul McCartney has touched, he's still the only, he's got the most, most number ones. Because the Beatles had, in 1964 and five, had so many number ones, it was like crazy. Like everything they yeah. released went to number one in America. It was like yeah. sort of nuts. It's kind of unfair. Um, but also, but they didn't do awesome. it over such a span. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, I'm a huge Beatles fan, and uh, it's fine. <laughs> are you a musician yourself, Will? No, no. I just am. I am trying to learn the guitar, and it is um, demoralizing. <laughs> <laughs> I've picked. Can I tell you? I've picked up the guitar probably like five times in the course yeah. of my life. Yeah, and I'll do it for three weeks, and then I'm like, no. Nah. No, I have yeah. I have friends who are musicians and they let me go into rehearsal studios with them and like jam with them just to sort of like super karaoke basically where you get to play and sing and um, it's humbling but it's like super <laughs> fun it's super fun. I did music for um, the majority of my life and I still don't know how to read music still like really? I'm like I don't know Paul I McCartney just... can't read music no well that's that was my th I was like. He doesn't have. He doesn't yeah. get he it. He can't read music. He doesn't know what he's doing. He auditioned he for some choir when he was like fourteen, and they wouldn't let him in because he couldn't read music. Couldn't read music. <laughs> Everyone always gave me a hard time, but they were like, "But I was just like, I listened to it once, and I, I have it." Yeah. Like, Fun fact: in every Beatles album, there's a little, <laughs> there's a little note that says "fuck you, choir." He yeah. he wrote a piece for them in the '90s called uh, "Standing Stone" and had them sing on it. And he kind of was like, you know, I didn't get into your group, but uh, you're <laughs> welcome to be on my album if you want or something <laughs> nice. like that. Very kind of him. <laughs> That's Definitely that. rubbing their face in it. <laughs> That, um, that's, I think it's so interesting to see how pop has, especially in the '90s. I think coming out of grunge, pop mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. "Baby One More Time" became this super genre that we're yeah. still into today. Yeah. What are some of his more recent okay. hits? All right. So the other, um, because I know that he has a Selena Gomez song, and Selena Gomez is my new pop princess for me. I just really like yeah. her. Um, I, don't really I think she uh, did um, Keep My Hands to Myself. He did Domino by Jesse J. Yes, he did. Oh, and he did, um, what's the... Um, ba, 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 da, da, ba. Bang Bang. Yes. He, he did, did the Bang Bang one, one with uh, Jesse J. And Max Nicki Minaj. and I both Here's a Selena Gomez. Let's, let's see what this one is. I don't, I don't know this song. This one. I fucking love the song. I love the song. I've so never much. heard this song. No, what? <laughs> I mean, it's real. What? What? Also, I just like her voice a lot. Yeah, Which I like her. Yeah. This is like my eyeliner song. This is like what I put on when I'm putting on some eyeliner. You know what I mean? I'm getting ready to go out. It takes Amanda three minutes to put on eyeliner. It does. <laughs> I actually come back. You hear that like little guitar like way in the background there? Like he's really careful about like adding stuff. So yes. it changes all the time. <laughs> and then like that. It expands. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Like that. I mean, this is definitely the main emotion that he writes, which is this like passionate I'm reclaiming myself or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like recent heartbreak, but now I'm getting better. Seems yeah. to be like what where he lives, kind of. It's almost like Max Martin scours the paparazzi mags and is like, "Who just broke up with who?" Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's the hell? He'll be writing a song. <laughs> He works with way he works with women way way more often than men, which is interesting. Yeah, uh, they seem to be his main collaborators. But I just it's it's very chill. Song, okay, so like but I love it. the drums have changed, right? Like his '90s drums were all kind of the that the, synth. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now now he's doing something new. He's it's really darker. changed in that way. Yeah, I think that pop songs are getting a little bit. Um, 
I don't want to say more rock and roll or anything like that because it's not rock, but there's a deepness to it and I there's so. like a, a darker bass. There's like a cinematic quality to it that they've yeah. picked up. This reminds me a lot of like Lord. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, she's fucking great. But yeah, it's like a darker sound. Can't keep my hands to myself. And then and then she gets like it's playful and fun at the end, but it's just like it's a good everybody everyone's rocking guys. You can't see it, but everyone's bopping. It's a good bopping song. I always listen for like what is it in the song that makes me feel like it's disposable pop? Like what makes it a toy? Like he I shamelessly embraces like this is not meant to live forever, even no. though it probably will because he's so good, but it's just sort of like uh, this is for fun. This is yeah. for now. This is just for you yeah. to have now. He's gonna he's gonna do the th- he's gonna do the dropout. Oh no! Did he already do he it? He did it. I think. He, oh, is it? I. Wait. This is sort of like the wait, hit me no, baby one up. more time right before the last. Yeah, verse. it's coming up. Yeah, it's, it's coming up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I fucking, I, that's, I'm telling you, that's my Yeah, yeah, track. so like, that's like a little different, that's, that's like, like a little surprise, like you're yeah. not expecting it. Like, And he, then you go into it again, it's satisfying, it's so satisfying. I do like a, when the song drops and comes back. And he does that a bit. It's like, oh, I'm sad it's over. Oh, and it's back. Guys, I like dissecting these so much. I'm yeah, really yeah. enjoying this. <laughs> so here's a very popular song, uh, Can't Feel My Face. Oh, uh, this song and is I, really I good. I feel like this doesn't sound like a lot of his other ones, which yeah. is why I think The weekend might have had more of a hand in writing it. <laughs> but it's still got a lot of trademarks of stuff that comes yeah. out of his... Uh, it, it's building. It's gradual. But it also has that, like... It's got synth- that dark urgency. Yeah. The, like, the time is now. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of like kind of eight mile Eminem like. That is good. The snap but is the, great. The bass comes in nasty pretty soon, I think. Build it. Oh, <laughs> it's it's, it's this gonna one be is... so good. It's so good. Oh, that's Katy Perry right there. It's, I mean, it, it's Katy Perry-ish. I love the bass in this song. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Guys, God, that sounds is... good. Ah. Uh, and his voice is sexy. His voice is so... Oof. But look, the instrumentation that's behind it is perfect. Drop out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking love a dropout. I mean, once you know, like, you can hear Backstreet Boys songs in this. The, the Katy Perry thing I was saying, like... You know the song Teenage Dream? It's like, yes. we'll live forever. <laughs> like, this, yeah. that's right in this here. Yeah. I bet you could do a mashup of those. Oh, sure. Really I mean, dope. like, he's done so many, you could find trends. Could. Oh, yeah. It's really good. He makes it look easy. I mean, I feel like yeah. there's oh, a yeah. temptation to be like, I can do it, I can do it, but... I was having <laughs> this conversation... I don't even, maybe with Max, my fiance, um, the other day, where we were talking about things that, we were talking about television. And we're like, there are TV shows that you watch that you're just like, well, no shit. Of course that would make sense. Yeah. That's the most genius stuff. And like the things that like have changed. They feel simple, but they're not. They're not. Beatles songs actually like that too, because I've tried to play like all Beatles songs. Yeah. Because they're so catchy and simple. Then you start to play and you're like, this ain't easy. No. No. <laughs> like, it'll be 75% very easy, and then, like, two chords are like, well, I, I just, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> that part's oh, too hard. never mind. <laughs> That's the that. thing that made the song. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then we're oh, we're in our bridge. We're in the bridge. We're, we change it up. I love a good bridge. I do love a good bridge. We got to play some of his Taylor Swift yeah. stuff because it's. Yes. Yeah. He wrote "Shake It Off." Like, I mean, it's like, so good. I know. It's so good. I love. I knew you were. He, he did a lot for the last for 1989 and, and for, for Red. Red. I yeah. loved Red. Red was a big album for me. Okay. Build. Ooh. I'm uh, sorry, I screwed oh, up. It's okay. I was. It, I, my, it's a good I got switch. Impatient. It's okay. I remember when we broke up the first time. Saying this Taylor Swift's voice is something else. Like yeah, she's great. You, I, I, I feel like when I first saw her, I was like, oh, she's gonna have this pretty little like Country cute career. little twee voice, and then it's yeah. like a construction building that's a hundred stories high that you could like yeah. build a civilization on. Yeah, she puts on a pretty good show. But even just saying, like, she spoke, I love you, right? Like, yeah. it's, there's something, like, irreverent. She doesn't care about it. It's, it's very vulnerable to talk in a song. It feels really weird to talk in a song, I think. I always felt weird if I had to talk. Katy Perry talks a lot in her songs, yeah. though, too. But it's gutsy, yeah. and it's always, it, it never comes across as weird when you're listening to it, you know? Such a simple chorus. Yeah. Such a catchy, simple chorus. I like the guitar in that, too. Yeah. Because I think what was really interesting is Taylor Swift, you know, when she started, she had this big country vibe. Yeah. And I think in this album, they really melded the pop and the country. Yeah, yeah. And since this album, she's now gone much more towards pop. Oh, yeah. 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 Acoustic guitar always is, like, singer-songwriter, put it in there, feels authentic, feels, like, grounded, or, like, allows you to have that, like, songwriter twangy kind of quality too but then you have those drums and that like and i like her use or his use of repeating words it's oh, some yeah. it's very satisfying it's very, uh, yeah it's got to be a pop hit man you can't get yeah. too complicated like yeah. so now i want to just very very quickly switch gears to motown yes please just to talk about so motown another in the 60s songwriting factory so uh, many hits yeah um concurrent with the beatles just cranking them out like barry gordy was overseeing a team sort of the way max martin is overseeing a team mm-hmm. that just they just seemed to do no wrong and a variety of talents came through motown all geniuses but in a way they never were as good as they were when they were all together in the 60s you know mm-hmm. stevie wonder Smokey robinson marvin gay the supremes but there was a songwriting team at motown that people don't know i mean they, they're known but like like, your moms don't know. Your moms know who <laughs> Diana Ross is. But they don't they know do. who, like, Holland Dozier Holland is. Brian Holland, Lamont Dozier, Eddie Holland were the songwriting team that wrote every Motown song you've heard of. They wrote all the Supreme songs. Oh, wow. Like, Can't Hurry Love and I Hear a Symphony. And, really? Uh, Baby Love and uh, Where Did I Love Go? But they also wrote... A lot um, of love. <laughs> a lot of love. They wrote Dancing in the Streets and um, This Old Heart of Mine and um, You Can't Hurry Love. Uh... Uh, what's um, the four tops? Um, fuck, I can't do it when another song playing. It's um, the uh, baby, I need your love and got to have all your love. These three guys wrote all these songs. I love all of those songs. You know what? I'm, yes, <laughs> I'm, you know, and I'm the, a big I read an interview person. with Holland Dozier Holland, right? And they were like, "Oh, Barry Gordy always wanted us to like put a twist in. It's got to be something fun." 
Like, it can't just be a straight good song. There's got to be something kind of silly almost. Like, a lot of claps or snaps or, like... Yeah. So, for Baby Love, they wrote Baby Love, the Supremes, one of the Supremes' first big songs. Oh, and I, I don't know who's... I don't know if Barry Gordy said this directly, but, like, they added in a lot more babies. They just wanted going, baby, 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 where did my love go? And it, like... uh. I mean, that defines the song. Ugh. I love this song so I much. I got chills. I fucking, I love Motown. I listen oh, to yeah, this I shit mean, all the time. Drop out, right? Drop out. <laughs> Little groove, yeah. I think the big takeaway I'm getting from this episode so far is that it takes a... Uh, a, a lot of people, people. To, to create something really awesome. Max Martin's songs remind me of Holland Dozier Holland songs is what I'm saying in a great way. Yeah. Like female singers calling out for to be recognized and respected, passionate, just instantly catchy, surprising, Yeah. changing it up when you don't expect. It's also just easy. It's like just effortless to sing. Like obviously Diana Ross sounds like dope as fuck, but sure, like yeah. you can you could sing that like da, da, ba, ba, da, ba. like you could like you could sing it in your car and like keep up and keep. But you up. know, do you know the song when she says break and then all the instruments go away? Do you know that part? No. Of this song? Yeah, it, she goes and break and yes. like everything drops out. Yeah, I love a good dropout. Like that to me is like playful and fun and sort of some, maybe something you find when you're in the studio. I mean, this to me is one of the all-time great pop songs. Yeah. Like, every single member of the Western Hemisphere knows this song. Yeah. Every single member of the Western Hemisphere. Like, you're three and you hear this song and you know it for the rest this of your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right here. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. Oh. That's the end of this little turn. Because I think, like, this, this song doesn't bridge. quite work. This isn't, like, a verse-chorus-verse yeah. tune. It's, uh, it, it's, could be, it could be, um, uh, like, a... A B A B something like C. that, but it's so like yeah, so it'll be like this. This is this is the bridge right now. This is the like the C back to the chorus. Yeah, but every part of it almost could be a it's chorus different. in another song. Yeah. Like, what is that called? The tag song? No, I don't know. I studied musical improv a couple of months ago, and there's all these different like song structures, and I can't remember. I think Here it's we go. like Listen, there's. It just goes so fun. It's like it's like ticklishly fun. Yeah, it's like, like all right. Let's go back to a Maxi Max. Oh, so what nice. we, what's our Ariana Grande song should we play? Um, uh, Dangerous Woman, Side to Side. I don't I don't know her as much. I like Side to Side. Oh, side to Side was one of this song gets in my head, so that's why I don't like it because it won't leave for days. It's just in your head, side to side. And also, I had to, like, actually ask Max. I was like, what does she mean by she has to walk side to side? Is that, like, because, like, oh. And he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she's just on a bike in the she video. She looks 12 to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, the pony. The, the pony ponytail. Will do she it. looks like a brat doll. She does. She started out as a musical theater performer, and she did this show called 13, which was with all 13-year-olds who were in it. It was like an MTV kind of a thing. They actually did it at a theater that I worked at uh, at the time. Drop out. It's just like not even like, it's just like, t 
taking away everything. But I mean, her voice is so good. It's so good. <laughs> and then he like dropped that beat. He like drops the beat. It's also like kind of groovy and almost like if you're mechanical. gonna rock side, if you're gonna ride, if you're gonna rock side to side, you better have a song that you can rock side to side to. You know what I'm saying? Do you know? Uh, let's just do little snippets of other ones. Do you? I mean, yeah. like, do you know "So What" by Pink? <gasps> yeah. I lo- Pink is one of my favorites. <laughs> I love yeah. Pink. She's cool. I think she's so cool. I think she's such a badass, and I love this song. Do you know um, Butch Walker? I don't. No, he produces a lot of her stuff too, oh, yeah. and if and he produces like a lot of random artists as well. His stuff's pretty good, but uh, he works with Pink a lot. If you like producers and like dipping yeah, into yeah, like seeing that. how All people, right. Butch Walker is a out. really cool dude to check out because he's on a lot of pop songs too. She, do you know Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis? No, they did all of I Janet Jackson stuff in the late '80s. For a while, they could not. <laughs> <laughs> This is very Kelly Clarkson to me, like the yes. sort of like the big anthemic chorus. Well, it's she, anthemy. This was all after when her and her husband were separated. Yeah. And Max Martin was like, hey, I hear you. you <laughs> yeah, I heard you just broke up. My name's Max Martin. <laughs> yeah, Would let me you like to make a billion dollars? <laughs> Would you like to make a billion dollars? <laughs> He's got an Usher song in here that I think is really interesting. There's a lot of like, boom, but like arm motions. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of throwing the fists up. Yeah, it got like sort of more electronica in the 2000s. Yeah. Oh, this song, well, yeah. Also, like Usher 2 came, came like that early 2000s. Side to side? <gasps> what? Oh, I, haven't thought about, I haven't thought about Usher in a while. No, neither have I. This used to play at every bar mitzvah I worked at, this song. <laughs> I bet it did. I bet it did. It did. He did Loser Like Me for the Glee cast. Do you know that song? No, Loser I don't know like that me, song. No. Did you watch Glee? I did not. I did not either. That's okay. I was just wondering. <laughs> I mean, this is actually a really great workout playlist. Yeah, man. Max Martin. Max Shaping Ma- that booty since... 1998. 1998. <laughs> For 94. Really? 96? When did Baby One More Time come out? 96? 96? I love 1996. I remember it quite vividly, honestly. <laughs> and it was a really good... I had a good, I had a good 96. <laughs> I did. Well, anyway. That's a uh, Max That's a good... Yeah, this is like... This is very much like something you would hear in a club that you could just dance to. And then you this have song. this song. <laughs> Rock your body. It's such a funny thing to say. In in such a... I can't imagine in a casual conversation, you're like, why don't you rock your body? <laughs> rock it right, though. Don't yeah. rock it wrong. All right. Good thing they're Did they back. ever go? That's like a Snoop <laughs> Doggy Dog bass line right there. That's like... What's your name? What's your motherfucking name? Basically. <laughs> oh my God, we're back again. Drop out. I'm telling you. What's well, this? Is the '90s Max Martin drums? If you listen to the drum, and you can tell what decade that he's in. Synth. I feel like I watched a YouTube video about the synth and like the story of the synthesized drum beat. I I swear to God, when did I that... love this song. This song what is, is my this song? Domino. domino. Oh. Just in the sexy and free. There we go. I know this one. on me. Wait, who is this? This is Jesse J. Jesse J, thank you. Jesse J's an excellent songwriter, too. Right? She, she wrote like she a wrote, song. Car- she wrote Carly Ray's a lot of Carly Ray songs. I get it. Also, she can sing the shit out of She can sing like a Oof. Yeah, that's a good Girl voice. Can right do there. It. Oh, she's like 
she's you hear her acoustic mind-blowing yeah some like people she, just have it it's yeah, pretty oh, nuts yeah. she's amazing baby come on ooh, 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 ooh. fun factor there we go ooh, 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 ooh. that's fun baby come on I feel like this is this reminds me of Katy Perry a lot. Sure, yeah. It's like we haven't even played any Katy Perry, right? Play, play some Katy. This is very. This is just like a domino. Oh god, uh, this song. Uh, oh my god. This this, this album came out. This album came out when I first started dating my fiance, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I had black hair, <laughs> and it was short. And everyone was like, you look like Katy Perry. I was like, oh, tell me more. <laughs> uh, another one of my um, favorite like punk folk artists covers this song all the time, too. Oh, and it's so good. If like, Max Martin is involved in it, that song's built. built it's built to Built last. to be covered. This what is, is, like, what a, uh, sorry. Go, this is when she was dating Russell Brand, right? Yeah. I like, we're going to live forever. Isn't that the chorus of this? Yes. What an audacious thing to say. <laughs> yeah, really. We'll be young, young forever. But what a perfect message of a pop song. Like, that yeah. is the emotion of it. Yeah. We will be young forever. Yeah. yeah. We will be pop royalty. It's so cool. It's so <laughs> like, cool. Like, I will be young forever. You're right. Don't ever look back. Don't ever look back. And it's like that. Fu- it's this. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. it's the arm. I love a good throwing up your fist. Arm pump. He did it with Justin Timberlake again back his uh, in sync. Oh yeah, can't oh, stop the feeling. He yeah. wrote this. So he wrote this song too. Yeah, this song just won a Grammy, didn't it? Yeah. I'm pretty God, sure it did. He How many has... Grammys does he have? Oh, I'm gonna he's won like it. song writer of the year like five times or something. <laughs> and he just it. never shows up to the awards ceremony. He's like, nah. Yeah. All through my home. I, know, I like that this is just dissolved to us, just like kind of. Just singing. being like this one's good too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally. Well, it's funny. Any bio of Max Martin, if you try it, because he's given like no interviews and no yeah. anything. So bios are just like, and then he wrote this song, and then he, he wrote or, this. You know, or he produced this song, then he co-wrote this song, and then he co-wrote this song, and it's like his life is just like, oh, these songs that you've loved your whole life. Yeah. Um. Wow. There's multiple. <laughs> he's been nominated. A billion times, and he won for Build Up. Can't stop the feeling, and his interview that I that he did give. He talked about how he tries to balance the song. Like, if there's a lot of chord changes, then the rhythm should be simple. If there's not a lot of chord changes, then the rhythm's got to like switch it up and be something. If yeah. the orchestration is full and crowded, then that's when the melody should be like narrow and like still. He's like cracked the code, I feel. (laughs) I think, but like an artist, he doesn't have a total formula as much as like a sense of this is a good balance of things or we are out of balance now type of stuff. Yeah, and, and then he's one got of his, an ear for it. His, his little cabal of songwriters is called the Wolf Cousins. It's like eight or nine people. The I like Wolf that they're cousins. not re- they're related, but they're not distantly. Like, distantly, like they're it was not all brothers. men for a while, and then like in the 2000s, he started folding in like female songwriters and producers. He was like, it's uh, trying to be more inclusive. So the Wolf Cousins now has like a little cabal of young women who are all like taking over pop music That's behind awesome. the scenes. 
I've never listened to this song intentionally, but I somehow know all the lyrics to it. <laughs> yeah. That's like all of Max Martin's songs. Yeah. I didn't even know what Domino was. And then I I was like, oh, yeah, this one. This I didn't one. even know she was saying Domino. But then I figured it out. I know, this is a good song. Is there one song that you want to close out on? Before we wrap up this I'm going to pick one I haven't heard before and we'll see if it's good. No Tears Left to Cry by Ariana Grande. Oh, I haven't heard this. I haven't heard this one. We're going to all know the lyrics to this. This is the most recent one he's had in the top ten. Shit up. I thought it was going to be one thing, now it's something else. Completely different. That's going to hear the next change. It's like I'm waiting for it to explode. Yeah. Very cool. Damn, that girl can sing. Yeah, she's yeah. I can't wait to hear what she, what her and Max Martin create when her and David, Pete Davidson eventually break up. Yeah. When they yeah. break up, it'd be like, hey, <laughs> you get like a text from Max. Yeah. Hey. Right on his manager's like, she needs a hit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make Pete Davidson cheat on her. <laughs> yeah. You're like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Very much in the same vein of a, a Selena Gomez song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, one more. I mean? so, I, we, he wrote the Celine Dion song. Um, that's the way, the way it, it is. is. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? That's the way it is. That's insane. Anyway. That's the way. It He's is. good. That's my uh, concluding statement. Dude, this was this was so the most fun. fun. Yeah. Thanks for having this me. This was on. literally the most fun. This was really enjoyable to watch you geek out on this. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. really really it's nice. Good. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> and also, I feel very energized and ready to start my day. <laughs> having listened to all of those songs. Yeah, we should all hit the gym or something. <laughs> yeah, right. We should have just done the podcast at the gym. Be like, yeah, be on a treadmill. Yeah, be on a treadmill. Do the whole thing. Um, you mentioned your podcast earlier, but what would you like to? Play? Oh yeah, I've. I have two podcasts if I may plug them but one is uh, Screw It we're just going to talk about Spider-Man my brother and I go over the original 40 issues of Spider-Man we talk a lot about the collaboration of the writer and artist who did not like each other but they created this amazing series of stories and uh, I also have a Screw It we're just going to talk about the Beatles (laughs) where we just talk about the Beatles and we go over I mean everything really but um, we're listening to all the solo albums right now John John and Paul's uh, 70s yeah what are you listening to right now uh, Imagine is the next one we're doing oh Great. Which is uh, John's second solo album and uh, insanely great. Yeah. McCartney is actually one of my favorite albums of oh, all sure. time. Uh, by, by far one of my favorites. Heartbreaker so. of an album. He was sad, he was sad and drunk and the Beatles were ending uh, and he made that album. And it's, it's such a it's such a sweet little thing. It's so. It's he weird. did it all himself. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm amazed he played every instrument. That's every crazy. Instrument. I know. I just I love that whole. I actually, John and Paul each did like these very so small solo albums. They were like heartbroken, I think. Yeah. They couldn't handle it. The There's best like art a, comes from pain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, we're going to do Imagine next. And um, that's got Jealous Guy and uh, mm. Imagine and um, 
How Do You Sleep and Oh Yoko, and it's a really beautiful album. So uh, if you're a Beatles exciting. fan, and we, we geek out on the songwriting stuff, and we have no right to do it. The people who are on this <laughs> podcast are idiots, but, um, but uh, we like talking about it, so check it out, please. Awesome. awesome. Uh, well, thanks so much for hanging out with us, oh, yeah, telling pleasure. us about your guilty pleasure yeah. and letting us geek out with you. <laughs> yeah, that I, was so I, fun. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Fire.